Hello and welcome to the Tasting Room Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. My friend Rex Pryor grew up in a small northwestern Missouri town. You become aware of these roots very quickly when listening to his songs. We met through a mutual friend, the late Scott Ford, who tragically passed away New Year's Eve 2021. Although now retired from a storied career in corrections and law enforcement, Rex remains busy writing and performing music and serving on the board of directors of the Heartland Song Network, a Kansas nonprofit dedicated to empowering the art of the song through education, collaboration, and mentorship. Rex recently joined me on KKFI's Tasty Room Music Radio Show to feature songs and stories from the Exit 13 duo new release, Flatlands. As is the case with many songwriters in the heartland, Rex is self-taught on the guitar. He picked it up at the age of 45. He really is enjoying leading a lyrical life in the heartland, performing as a solo, as a duo with his nephew, and with his band, Exit 13. Enjoy this conversation with Rex Pryor about music education, collaboration, and traveling the flatlands. I am joined in the studio this morning by by one of my dear friends and and a a great songwriter and a musician from right here in the heartland, Rex Pryor. Good morning. Good morning. It's cold. (laughs) It's very cold. You're from this area, though, right? So it's, it's not new to you that it's... 10 degrees in January. Correct. Yeah, I was raised in northwest Missouri. Little town of? Fillmore, Missouri. Fillmore, Missouri. I know. Population 160, 180. So I am definitely a small town country boy. You know, uh, that TV show, Hee Haw, after you would give the population of your town, everybody would go, <laughs> salute. Yeah, exactly. S- salute to Fillmore, Missouri. You have a new record out, and we're going to get to that, and we're going to play three songs off of it. But I thought for, for those of our listeners that may not be familiar with Rex and his journey, his musical and lyrical life journey, we just kind of spend a few minutes talking about that. I came okay. to know you about, we've been trying to figure this out, <laughs> about seven years ago or eight years ago, we were introduced through our mutual friend, um, Scott Ford, who is no longer with us. It was much later in the relationship that I found out that you had been, I think you might have still been the warden at the Lansing State Prison Yeah. at that time. You weren't retired yet. Yeah, correct. So how is it that you came to know Scott Ford? I think just by going to musical events, we kind of liked the same kind of music. And I, I do remember at a concert at the Beaumont Club, but uh, speaking with him at a lot of quite a while, and he found out I was in prison and he was in law enforcement, so we kind of had a, a common bond there and just uh, journeyed on from there. Um, he was famous for having folks over and doing these kind of spontaneous jams, either yes. in the loft or out on the patio. Is that is that kind of a, is that a comfortable environment for you? Are you willing to? try out new music in an environment like that oh yeah yeah i enjoy it 
and I, I guess at my age, my my fear of rejection or uh, humiliation is it's like, you know what? <laughs> I can imagine that spending a career in law enforcement and, co- and corrections like you did, you heard some incredible stories. Yeah. Have they found their way into your music on a regular basis? Oh, absolutely. And for those that don't know, I some shows I like to tell people I spent 36 years in the state pen just to see their reaction, but... Like, let, what did you do? I, yeah, what you exactly. in for? Kind of thing. I let them know it was I was employed there and retired warden. With that that many years, it's obvious that it's going to find its way into my lyrics, into the writing. In one of the songs that I, I believe you're going to play today called My Ken, I had written that song basically to kind of say sometimes our justice system isn't 100% justice. So, you know, I've seen some cases where financial structure of the person or notoriety or race has back in the day influenced what their sentence and how long they were going to spend time at the penitentiary and some of that has been eradicated with Kansas anyway now has uh, sentencing guidelines that judges have to follow but there still is some variance that they can use discretion to, I guess to answer your question yeah yeah that 36 years pops up in my songs quite a bit. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm, I'm speaking to Rex Pryor, who is a singer-songwriter from here in the Heartland and is retired now from the correctional uh, facility over there in Lansing, but always kind of since a child or a very young man, writing poetry, keeping journals, uh, reading material that would lend itself to having a lyrical life later. Yes. How, how soon did you pick up a guitar and how soon did you start writing music? Well, I was 45 the first time I picked up a guitar and really seriously took it not a lesson but struggled with teaching myself how to play uh, the guitar and I actually had went to my brother's house on a Thanksgiving and he had a drum set and I asked him what are you doing with that drum set because he didn't play drums and he goes well, I'm going to teach myself to play drums you need to teach yourself to play guitar and we'll play music so at the age of 45 I went to a pawn shop and bought a hundred dollar PV and taught myself where I am today, which is, I tell folks I am not a guitar player. I'm kind of a strummer rhythm person, which you'll hear on the CD or the recording today. Thank God I have uh, Kyle Swanson, who I call my partner in musical crime, who's just a very, very talented uh, guitar player, and so he takes the lead on the songs that I write and uh, really helps bring them to life. But it was, like I said, it was 45 when I picked up the guitar. I had written poetry and plays since I was about 15. So words have always been a part of my life uh, in education. And I actually had a play called The Hey Hey Club about Charlie Parker that I call it was the play that was almost produced by a local college until the funds got pulled and it didn't happen. But it was in the Kansas City magazine here a few number of years ago. But I've always had an interest in taking words and trying either to tell a story or to make a point. Well, let's dial up this My Kin song that you just okay. alluded to. We'll play that one okay. first. We'll talk about it a little bit further uh, on the other side. This is My Kin by the Exit 13 duo. Uncle of Cadillacs said, man, she can't run. Drank homemade liquor and he carried a load of gun. 
county was where him they knew what he had done he shot wheel a mean dog was attacking his young son oh man wheeler he chased michael down was a race to old cosspit and gravel as they left town Cars collided where the curves turned sharp Wheeler flipped his car and banged him up good Here's my kid Say I act like hell If I don't change my way The county will steal away my youthful days there at the end too yeah kyle uh he does everything wow that was amazing <laughs> that was my kin from the exit 13 duo here on uh, the tasty music radio show my name is diana lynn and this is rex Pryor that has joined me in the studio it was uh it was really nice to listen to that with headphones so that you, and great job on the on the mixing and the and the mastering um and kyle did were you playing the the acoustic was that you strumming the acoustic and vocals, and Kyle does the rest. Does the Everything rest. Everything else you hear. And he's a new daddy, like in the last week. Yes, exactly. Very good. I do, I do want to mention the kind of the way we put the, put this together was I do the vocals and rhythm in my basement, in my studio. I send the stems to Kyle, who does all the rest of the tracks that you will hear on these songs. And then Robert Rebick is our mixer and mastering guru. So uh, really pleased with how he took all of that and put it together for us. Well, this is a product of the pandemic, right? Yep, correct. Were you planning to do this before 
it happened or just literally as a result of being locked down and not being able to play shows? Some of the songs are older, and I knew eventually we were going to get a good recording uh, together. So it was a little pre-pandemic, but a lot of those songs I wrote and completed them during the lockdown phase. Mm -hmm. Is Kyle self-taught as well on everything? Yes. See, that's just amazing to me. I I was gifted a ukulele almost two years ago, and I started and stopped so many times. I'm just so in awe of the people that I talked to over the years that have no formal education, don't right. read music, do this by rote. It's an amazing thing. It's all pixie dust. I'm kind of me. the, uh, well, I'm not kind of. I guess you'd say I'm the, the manager of our band, and I'm, I'm really a horrible leader because when I send Kyle the, the stems, I don't tell him what key it's in. I don't tell him where I want the song to go, and... And it just works. And well, that's the true nature of a collaboration. You know, yes. I mean, you guys, you are kin, yeah, right? So you, you are kin. You have that, you just have the connection that makes that work. That wouldn't work for everybody to be able to do yeah. what you do. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd question it too much. I just, <laughs> I, I just, as Iris would say, just let the mystery be. That's, let it be, that's yeah. what you need. So education, no formal music education. I had back in high school, which is many many years ago mm-hmm. i learned like my first instrument was a trumpet and i do know how to read music but when i'm writing my songs i just write them and i really i some songs i have to ask kyle what key is this song in because i just take the chords and put them together and like how they sound mm-hmm. and uh, don't really know what i'm doing but come out with a ending song well, i think it, it's a testament to and a roadmap for someone else who may feel you know the urge or the calling to do something like this but stop or don't even start because they think well i don't have the education and i don't know what the chords are right. and i don't know how to read music so i'm not going to do it the more i'm in on this side of the microphone and i'm talking to singer songwriters i'm amazed at the number of people that have no formal education didn't not go to the conservatory have had no music theory but are able you know through like i said the pixie dust be able to figure it out and you're just one of those people collaboration is it something that comes naturally to you do you like to do it's kind of in solitaire first and then bring it out or how do you like to collaborate i kind of like to to get my thoughts together first and then start putting it together and then i will send it to kyle and and let him do work some of his magic and to to be even more honest i guess with my band sometimes when we have a show i'll say i will play a brand new song that my drummer jim hart or kyle swanson the league have never heard but they're musically enough and talented that about one hearing just the one i call it a go around when you play the chord structure they're like ready to roll so i will throw a brand new song at them sometimes that will lead to them changing what i heard initially and maybe you know change the tempo of the song or change the melody and it works out that way i'd also like to mention quickly that i'm also on the uh, a director on the board of heartland song network and right now we have a collaboration event uh, posted on our website that if an artist wants to collaborate with someone 
to go to our website and there's a real easy form you sign up and we will heartland will connect you with someone and leave it up to you whoever to create a song and this is our fourth or fifth one we've had some really good success and some really good songs and come out of that the pairings are not of the same genre generally i mean you will pair a country artist with hip-hop or a classically trained musician with a country art i mean you know it's just you you don't know it's like a box of chocolates you don't know what you're going to get but the chance is that it will be really great well you know full disclosure we do serve on the heartland song network board together and it's been a real honor and pleasure to do that with you during this pandemic. We started meeting in, in our living room right after we got back from Folk Alliance in February 2020, and it has helped us uh, keep our local songwriters here in the heartland engaged and supported. So you play out a lot, both solo. You you know, I'm going to take issue with you saying you're not a good leader because that's <laughs> BS. You have facilitated a lot of song swaps in different uh, venues around the heartland and you reach out to the artist you get them to show up you conduct the song swap and keep it going i've seen how you do it's uh, not everybody can do that successfully and people want to play your song swaps and they they're hoping that they get that call or whatever what are you doing right now you've got some shows this i'm playing solo right now kyle is a new father as you said and my drummer had some medical knee issue to take care of so uh, I've scheduled a few solo shows out and about. And if folks are interested, you can go to my website. Uh, very easy to remember. It's just rexprior.com. Not Ray, it's Rex. Yeah. <laughs> and see where I'm playing at and doing two or three a month just to keep keep my mind active and the lyrics solid in my... Keep the transmission mem- going. it from memory. Well, let's, so. let's get back to this... Uh, this new cd that has been what it was actually been out for um well it's not digitally released till january 19th oh okay so i have right the, now i have the i have the physical copy yeah, right here in my all hands. i have right now is the hard copy cd it's a so full cd goes. with 11 songs it's got a bonus track on it a beautiful picture of it looks like the flint hills on the front and the back with all of the particulars next up i thought we'd play um i like to drink okay what's the story behind i like to drink um, other than you know we've been known to <laughs> throw back a few well i initially was writing a song about why maybe some people drink to excess and not understanding that or people not understanding that and i wanted to write a song about some people are just lonely and drink or have their own reason that there is some factor that is making them like to drink and in this particular song is when you listen to the lyrics it's the person's getting old like me (laughs) and uh they're kind of missing their their youth and their home so it's kind of what started that this is i like to drink from the brand new album flatlands from the exit 13 duo i like to drink sometimes alone that's a problem yeah i've been told I like stand in the middle of the road See what's approaching as I get old
for a bourbon and coke. <laughs> I like to drink from the Exit 13 duo. Joining the studio live, which I love and haven't been able to do much. I posted on Facebook this morning. This is week number 93 wow. for me in an N95 mask doing this show. And very, very seldom do we have folks in the studio. For 18 months, we, we weren't having anybody in. So I'm so happy that you're here. We are masked up and we have a big plexiglass screen between us, but it's Oh, it's crazy, crazy times right now. I wanted to talk real briefly about your connection to Oklahoma and the Oklahoma songwriting community there. How, how did how did you get introduced to that, and why do you think it's so much better than what we got around here? No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not really sh- sure how it all started. I um, had went to Oklahoma City, and a friend of mine there, Blake Langford, used to have a songwriters open song swap open mic on sunday afternoons and we would stop in there on our vacations if it was a driving vacation stop in and and uh, play there and it was just a really great atmosphere and i met tons of oklahoma musicians which led to more friendships and led to other events that I could go to Oklahoma and play music and really appreciated the audiences and the and that opportunity. And then I also met and became friends with Tom Skinner, who was a one of the, I guess I'd say, one of the original grandfathers of Red Dirt music. And Tom and I had kind of hit it off, and I showed up at one of his shows at the Colony in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as we were passing through, had no intention of playing music, and Tom Skinner was known, if he saw a musician, he'd be like, hey, you're going to play a song. So that's where you get that. And that's exactly where I get that. So Tom had called me up, and as I'd said earlier, I don't get nervous very often, but it kind of freaked me out, because I wasn't planning on 
playing, and he had a his backup band is called the Science Project Band, which is some very expert musicians. I figured they would leave the stage and I would play acoustic, but they didn't, and that kind of made me just a little bit nervous because it's like, oh my gosh. These guys are going to think I'm and don't know what I'm doing, but it worked out very, very well. So through Tom Skinner, then I met more artists, and it just kind of grew from there. And uh, I do, I just was in Oklahoma, I don't know, a month ago, three weeks ago, and played a song swap. And I have a number of songs written about Oklahoma. Well, it's an amazing music scene down there. I mean, I was first introduced to it pretty heavily through Folk Alliance and the Oklahoma Room that they have there, and, and then shortly there after folks like Parker Millsap and John Fulbright and, and Carter Sampson and all these yes. folks that we met there were coming through and playing gigs here in Kansas City and they all revere uh, Tom Skinner for sure uh, and it was a real blow to their community uh, when he passed well gosh kudos on this album it's it's really a good one Thank and you. Flatlands is the name of it let's let's play Flatlands we'll be back I want to talk to you some more about just stuff Okay. So we'll, well thank do you for having me on. Oh, you're there. you're welcome. Let's uh, we'll play Flatlands to go out of the hour. This is Flatlands by the Exit Thirteen Duo. So 
name is Diana Lynn, and I've been spending the last 30, 35 minutes talking to my friend Rex Pryor. He's got a brand new album that's going to be released digitally on January the 19th. It's called Correct. Flatlands. We heard the, the title track right before the break, so let's, let's hear the story behind Flatlands. Well, a couple of uh, trips led to the writing of that song. Uh, about three years ago, I did, I, I termed it my Kansas tour, uh, Western Kansas tour. I played three or four little bitty towns out there, uh, Mankato, Beloit, and I forget where else, but we had a That's lot That's the name of, of it, I forget where else, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we had a um, daytime, of course, to fill up in between shows, and we went to a museum in, I just know it was off the highway somewhere, but it's a Native American grounds by the state of Kansas. You can actually still see the divots of their housing, their lodges, and they have a recreated lodge that you can go through. And so it was, it was really interesting to see that and read that story. I had also I'd read a book about a immigrant farmer who had went out to western Kansas back when nobody wanted the land out there because it was too wet to farm and the immigrants figured out a way to make it profitable and so people started moving in and the immigrants lost their land. Uh, taxes, etc. So I, I had put together some injustices <laughs> that had transpired out there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in writing, we, we were heading to Red River, New Mexico to a folk festival of which you and Danny were at, mm-hmm. and we met you guys there. And just going across the flatlands out there, I started thinking about what had transpired out there, and if some of the areas are desolate and kind of brings back some of those thoughts of, of what what has happened historically and because uh, you do have a lot of time riding across those flatlands you know people complain a lot of people complain about that drive especially if you're going to denver but i find driving through western kansas or the flint hills some of the most calming self-centering peaceful hours of my life i mean i really yeah. am amazed that people could make a go of it out there i mean when you're out there in western kansas especially on anything that's not an interstate highway it really is just from grain elevator to grain elevator is the only benchmark that you can see out on the horizon there's nothing there are no trees there's there's nothing that is is a uh, a landmark i don't know how they found they had to do some celestial navigation because there's no other benchmarks before in the in the days before those grain elevators but yeah it's an amazing place and i always thought or my opinion is to really appreciate it you need to get off the interstate uh, if you really want to experience the flatlands, and because it's really gorgeous in, in places, is take one of those little side roads and or one of the the road maps that they have that Kansas has to venture out into the flatlands, and it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, and lots of abandoned structures and edifices that you can see out there that you just kind of wonder, oh my goodness, how did anybody live out out here? And I can definitely see how it would inspire you or morph into songs. And I'm I'm really thankful that you spent the time for those of our listeners that may want to come to a show or learn more about your background what's the best way to access that information well we do have a facebook page exit 13 band we are not the band from illinois if you see that you got the wrong band yeah. but the best way to follow us i update our web page consistently so 
and like it's just www.rexprior.com and it's got the calendar i do have my songs on there that you can listen to and you're playing somewhere tonight playing do, in, solo yes at, in um brew tap in overland park well thanks again for coming and you are Thank welcome you. to come back anytime yeah. bring your guitar we'll do a swap there you go you can pick who you want to come play and, and we'll do that thanks rex thank you bye-bye Get up and learn to move on. Hold this drum. 